Yeah. You know what I regret? Many, many, many things. But you know what I regret in particular? What do you got? Is teaching Chris the word a man of a, or words or phrase or however you want to say it, a man of a certain carriage, because he uses that against me at least once a week in, in the imaging. I, I feel like it's, it's low key bullying. I don't, I don't, I don't love it. It's his go-to. It's his go-to with you. I think at this point, just accept it. You, well, you know why I don't like it? Because it's true. It's exactly, it's exactly what it is. Like, hey, what, what, what do you got down there? Hey, that looks pretty good. What, what, you just put a little over here. Let's see if, let, let me see if I like that or not. And the answer about ninety percent of the time is, yeah, that's pretty good. Let's put a little more on my plate. It's just how yeah, it works. There are times where. Um you know, we're both uh, obviously in the studio together, and I go to the kitchen, and I'm preparing something for myself, and you just kind of, kind of standing over <laughs> me a little bit. Like our conversation is done, and I feel like, okay, you're gonna go your separate way. I'm gonna go mine. I'm gonna eat whatever I'm eating, and you're just kind of hovering, kind of curious to see what's happening. So uh, when I worked for Jim Rome, we used to take these trips, and we would go to various cities, various affiliates, and we would go and do a live show, and. We'd usually come in the night before, right? And we'd go grab a bite to eat or whatever it is. And we went, I don't even want to say the city because he's still there and it would be very obvious who I'm talking about. But we went into uh, this one particular city and we sit down. It's like a diner, but but it was it was quite good. And we're sitting there and the program director for the station that we go to is sitting next to me. And we're, we're having dinner. It's fine. And the guy literally starts eating off my plate. Just, just starts taking like, oh, hey, that I've never had that here before. What's that like? Big scoop of what I was, and I remember I was having. It was like it was a hamburger with fries and and something else, but it was something that was unusual about the fries that had. It's like oh, I've never. Had, and he starts taking them off of my plate. Not, hey, would you mind if I tried that? Literally eating off my plate. It happened twenty years ago. I remember like it happened yesterday. So he didn't ask. No, um, just took it. If I if he can have a couple of fries or no. whatever the case is, yeah. Did he use his hands? He use a did he use a fork? I believe How did he, get he in used. There? I do think there was a utensil involved. Yep. I don't think he actually touched it, but he did. It was the same fork he was eating with. Yeah, it's not like he requested a clean fork to pick off of my plate. So you've said this before, and you've used Uber as an example of kind of mm-hmm. just walking into the front seat, and you call that in your in it's your world move. that's a power move, yeah, right? It is. If somebody is looking at what you got in your dish and you're enjoying it and you're eating it, uh, and he just goes in without even asking and says, hey, I'm going to take a couple of your fries and even gives you a little eye contact, are you going to do anything about it? <laughs> That's a power move. Now, it's also disgusting and it's also disrespectful. Um, I'm just waiting for him to – When you put your burger down, so let me take a bite of that, and he bites the complete opposite side of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the only thing missing from it. It, it's, uh, it. it shook me. But you know what? You, 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 the way you lay it out, Slee, now I, 20 years after the fact, I kind of respect it as a power move. At the time, I was just horrified by the invasion of personal space. But with a little reflection, it, it absolutely is a power move. Not going to eat in front of you in the studio <laughs> ever. <laughs> ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You don't need to worry about me picking on it. Like I've told you, I like to do my work in private. I like to when no one's looking. Yeah, that's when we're going to get busy. Not 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 where prying eyes. It's when you're can, most uh, effective, observe my my problems along the way. Uh, all right, quarter of the season now. Yes, sir. That that went by fast. By the way, I mean, a blink that? of an eye, mm-hmm. we're nearly. You know, if it's if this is a mile race, we've completed the first lap, um, and it wasn't a very good lap. This was a lap that was you know a, a mixed bag at absolute best, and that's probably being generous. So I did this uh, yesterday 
on Lakers. I know we talked a little bit about it as well. Okay, hey, what are some of the good? What's some of the bad through the first 22 games of the year? A little over 25% through the season. And we didn't have, you know, a long laundry list of good stuff. We had a lot of things that I think we were more critical on from um, the bad perspective. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I would throw this out there. You know, as you look towards the LeBron is back. Um, Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook are obviously uh, in the lineup together as we look towards the next quarter of the season. What are some of the expectations that you have on the Lakers um, as we get to the 50% mark? Because I can sit here and tell you that if if it's similar to the first 22 games, we got real, real issues for the Lakers and those expectations that we all had coming into the season of, hey, you're fighting for championship number 18. Hey, this is one of LeBron's, it might be one of his last opportunities or every year that goes by, it's going to get more difficult to compete for a championship. That's just what happens when you log in 19 years plus three playoff years or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with with all that being said, I think for me, expectations as we move into this Second part, the fifty percent mark of the uh, of the regular season. Um, I don't know where to start of what I want to see change. I just know that what they've done so far is not going to be good enough to. There, there's a game coming on tonight. You know who's playing tonight? Other than the Lakers and the Kings, Suns and the Warriors. Suns and the Warriors, and and this is by far, at least to this point, looks like the two best teams in the league. Oh, period. by a mile, yeah. Period. I'm not so, forget Brooklyn for a second. Forget Miami. Forget all these other teams. These look like the two best teams in the league. And the Lakers are nowhere in that class at the moment. Now, the good thing is they don't have to be in that class today. Now, they have to obviously try to get somewhere to – they're already – if you look at the standings right now, they're already eight games back of the of the uh, Golden State Warriors for uh-huh. first. In the, you, you could almost start kind of kissing away number one and number two in the Western Conference just based upon how things have already started. Uh, I, I look at this this next quarter of the season – are we going to start watching good basketball? Are the Lakers going to start taking care of teams that they're supposed to take care of? And if you go up 10 or 12 or 15, that those teams all of a sudden know we got no shot to come back against the Lakers. Because up to this point, that has not been the case. And use Sacramento as an example. Lakers taking on the Kings tonight. Teams don't fear the Lakers. They don't. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. You look at the the games they've played so far against teams that are below 500. Trav, there is no, oh, man, we got to play the Lakers. There's, I almost feel like teams are looking forward to play them on a night-in-night-out basis. Well, I think I think you're right. I think that the fear factor is long gone. In fact, there's almost an anticipation of, hey, let's get them now in case they figure it out so we don't have to worry about them, you know, whether it's in April, May, or June, you know, that, which seems rather ambitious for the Lakers at this point. But, you know, the, the possibility that they can get it together certainly exists. Um, for me, through the first quarter of the season, it's been I, – I, I don't want to say it's been a failure because their record is not a failure. It's a 500 record. It's average, right? But it's the context in which that 500 records come together that I think makes you look at it as something other than just average. It's, it's who they've played. I think you said yesterday of the 22 games they've played, 17 of them – have been against teams that are average to below average, right? They're, they've only played a very small handful of good teams. Played, and you can, and it's semantics if you want right. to say, hey, Charlotte is a little bit better than we thought. But They're, for the most part, it's yes, yeah. it, it is. It is substandard opponents, and the vast majority of those games have been played at home. That's that's a problem. Um, and then their record is bad. But as far as expectations goes, 
mine has gone from, hey, does Russ fit? Does he not fit? Hey, how do they play together with LeBron and AD and Russell Westbrook? And how do all the new guys like Nunn and, 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 and all of the other Ellington and Monk and all of these guys that they went out and acquired, how do they fit together? I, I'm kind of beyond that. I just need somebody to play well for a couple of games in a row. I need somebody to understand how these pieces are going to start to fit together. And, and what I mean by that is, it, it, it happens so fast now that I, for, I I almost feel like we didn't spend enough time on it. We went from, hey, no, 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 no. We have so many contingencies if LeBron is hurt or needs time off. We got sure. so many things yep. that are going to carry this team. Everybody relax mm-hmm. to, hey, as long as LeBron's back, we're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That happened fast. That mm-hmm. happened in a quarter of a season. So – we need to go back to the other thing. There needs to be something in place over the next quarter season that you can rely on that isn't, is LeBron James the best player on the court tonight? And if he is, is he having one of those nights where he's making his shots, where he's able to get to the basket? Because right now, that's their their path to victory is LeBron win the game for us. That can't be the plan. It just but, can't be. By the way, Bron, you know, you look at him at a night. When, when the Lakers played on Friday night against Sacramento, Trav, he logged 50 minutes. That's insane. 50 minutes. If you told me right now, go walk for 50 minutes around Pasadena, <laughs> California, 44 minutes in, the hamstring, it's pulled. Go There's to Colorado. nothing I could it's do. Nice and flat. Just stay out of the foothills. <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. Just go to the flat part of the city. So I, I, I bring that up because you're right. There is this dependency on LBJ that was not supposed to be there. You know, I, I listen, it's not just me saying this. I remember early in the season, Vogel saying um, there was a game LeBron didn't play in and Russ and Anthony Davis did what they did, and the Lakers won that game. I can't remember the exact game. It might have been the overtime win against the Spurs. I think it was because LeBron had missed the Spurs in the OKC game, missed those two games in a row. And I heard Vogel basically saying, like, hey, we're already justifying this is why this trade is a good idea. It was a good idea because look what these guys can do when LeBron's not there. You're right. That went away quick. And if they're 22 games in right now, they're 11-11. and 11. Mm-hmm. The halfway of the point, the halfway point of the season is 41 games. So that means they're 19 games away from being at the halfway point. If I told you, just look at it from a record perspective. If they're 10 and nine in these 19 games, you got that. That's a problem. Like I don't know how else to explain it. And uh, I know a lot of it is going to depend on well, is everybody there? All that stuff. Of course, that that stuff is you know critical. That stuff's important. But they they got to be. You know, if you're not 12 and seven in these 19 games, if you're not 13 and six in these 19 games, you're pretty much saying that the chances of um, the chances, you know, you kind of look at start looking at things from a home court perspective. It, it's a lot different than this than the picture that we were trying to paint or we were expected to paint before the season. Yeah, started. The, the, their record through the next 19 is it's not meaningless. I'm not saying that, but if they let's say they do go nine or 10 and nine, like you suggested. Mm-hmm. But in those 10 wins, they look like a pretty good basketball team. And in a handful of those nine losses, they look like a pretty good basketball team. That's okay. Then That means at least we're moving the ball down the field. At least we're getting a little bit better. And now you've got a whole other half of the season to build on the second quarter. But if it looks like the first quarter, if it looks like one night, yeah, that wasn't terrible. And then the next night you turn around and you get housed by the Minnesota Timberwolves, that's a problem. That, that That's what I mean. And the other thing that I'll throw in there, too, that they absolutely have to get better at. And and this does not seem to be something that's super complicated, and especially considering who their head coach is. They have to get better defensively. 
They, 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 there are long, yeah, they got no shot if they don't if they don't do that. They yep. are there are long stretches of games out where guys are just standing around watching, and and it just the guys are getting easy buckets on the other team, and the Lakers they they have to get better defensively. Layup after layup, and and it's demoralizing yes. sometimes watching it. And you know we sit here and we get caught up in this. We get caught up in well. What was AD's stats? How many points did he grab? How many rebounds did he have? How many assists did Russ get? What did Malik Monk do off the bench? Did Carmelo hit how many threes? You're right. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you get stops. You give yourself a chance to actually win these games or you don't. The one positive I will say about where the Lakers sit today, they're 11-11. and 11. The Western Conference is, is really weird right now. So it I'll is. tell you what I mean by that. Golden State and Phoenix are doing what they're doing. I Just take them out of the equation. You might even put Utah kind of closer towards that equation than everybody else. They're 14 and 7. After that, Dallas is 10 and 9. Clippers are 11 and 10. Minnesota's 11 and 10. Lakers are 11 and 11. Memphis and Portland and Denver, they're all uh, at 500. So, it's not like you have yes, you have your elite of your elite that's running away, but there's there's six, seven teams clocked together, and I don't know how much of that's going to change as the season progresses. All right, Laker fans, the quarter of the season is in the books. What grade do you want to give the Lakers right now? Their first report card of the season, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. That's the number on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Plus, Al, when exactly did it become must-win football against the Jacksonville Jaguars? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Slee. So um, the station on the Twitter account at ESPN Los Angeles has put out the, is the Twitter, uh, I should say, is the Sliwa Rams curse real? And there have been some responses that say that it probably is, but this has been my favorite one so far. This is from Granted LA. I blame Matthew Stafford and Troy Reader, but that's just me. I don't know why that's as funny to me as it is, but yeah, I, I think probably the quarterback and the coach and the, and, and the linebackers and everyone yeah, else yeah. probably has a little bit more to do with it. Listen, I, I don't got control over this. I just know that you and I have talked about it. Um, parking is real out there. That's a real story. <laughs> that's a real thing out there. So uh, for me, it's just uh, – I came, I contributed to SoFi, I helped mm. build the stadium. Mm. You could basically say that I'm an investor. Uh-huh. And then uh, I walked into the – thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you, everybody <laughs> inside the studio. Um, and then, uh, you know, after that, they got beat by the Titans, followed that up with a quick one against the Niners, another one against the Packers, and now you got the Jaguars coming into town. Okay, look, there's another name on that list that's not Troy Reader or Matthew Stafford that deserves some of the blame here, and Sean McVay's on that list too. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe he's not at the top of the list, but when you get beat the same way three weeks in a row, at some point you got to throw the curve, right? You got you got to throw a curveball. You got to come up with something a little bit different than what you've been doing because what you've been doing for the last three weeks is has failed. You you have to go to something different. So he does. Listen, hundred percent. He deserves a lot of you know a lot of criticism. Just think about this: since Sean McVay has been in L.A., Trav, and I know 
you've gone out of your way to do this. You're doing you're doing the halftime show. You're doing pre. You're doing post. I don't want to mention the quarter hits. Those are those are <laughs> what they are. Uh, those what do you mean? Those are what they are. Usually, they you know, don't. They don't get the same recognition. The, the amount of work that goes into listen, that one minute for, uh, first quarter and third. When quarter I talk day. for sixty seconds, reading a box score and a couple of highlights, okay, hey. that is not the same. That's not the equivalent to get the same conversation as an hour and twenty minute pregame show with Michael. That's don't, not the same. Don't lump me in with your reading the box scores. I just put a great deal of time, thought, and energy into my one minute updates at the end of the first quarter. I don't. Know know what you're doing but mine are, are basically little mini uh novels that i, that mine I put are, together mine on the are fly. hi i'm alan sliwa <laughs> this is your lakers update <laughs> espn radio <laughs> is presented by progressive insurance pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage visit progressive.com all right so we're talking about the lakers and kind of the quarter poll and what grades yeah. you give them what we like what we don't like we opened it up on the dr pepper calling line 877-710-3776 let's start in santa clarita with tony tony you're up with Travis and Slee. What's up, Tony? Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. Well, let me explain this really quick. Trav, since you threw in the grade thing, I give them an A+, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Okay? I'm a huge Laker fan, and when I heard they were signing Westbrook, I screamed no at the radio. <laughs> so I give them an A-plus for something. failing. This <laughs> is... This, I, I, this guy never was going to fit in with this team. I can't understand what Polinka thought when they could have gotten Buddy healed. You know, I'm watching that Sacramento game. This team is fundamentally the worst team in the NFL, or in the NFL, the NBA. They are the worst fundamentally team in the NBA. They stand around, and I think a lot of it has to do, I'm sorry, with their age. You could see in that triple overtime game, they were running out of gas. They were tired where Sacramento was running all over the court. When they had the ball, guys were moving everywhere. When the Lakers had the ball, it was LeBron dribble, 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 and guys standing around with their hands on their hips. And I'm going, he's going to step back and take a 30-foot three-pointer. And he would do it, and he would miss. And I'm going, especially in that third overtime. I mean, it was maddening to watch. Yeah, Tony, you bring up some good points. Thank you for calling in. Uh, 877-710-3776 if you want to get in on this as well. A couple of things here. I agree with you about the standing around. I agree with you that age might have something to do with it. And I agree with you that especially at the end of games, there's a lot of get it to LeBron and let him take a long jumper or let him try to create something at the rim that there does not seem to be a ton of action going on. Al, you've mentioned that a bunch. Their their end game shot selection has been very, very weird. There is no, there, there is there is no strategy. Exactly. It's ISO ball. Yeah, it absolutely is. Let's go back to what you said at the beginning, though. You screamed at the radio when they uh, the Russell Westbrook trade was announced. Okay. I, I I like doing this job for a lot of reasons, but one of my favorite things is is when I get to be right ahead of time and then tell everybody that I was right, I like to do that. It's fun. It makes me feel good. This is not a Russell Westbrook problem exclusively. It's not. Has Russell Westbrook been great for the Lakers? No, but he ha- it hasn't been a disaster it hasn't been a total train wreck the the lakers are not 500 through 22 games because russell westbrook isn't working that's not what's happening i would love to have been right about russell westbrook not working out and time will tell i I still could be and so far it hasn't it hasn't taken them to that next level the way that i was told that it was going to happen but the laker problems go far beyond russell westbrook they're not russell westbrook exclusive it's 
bad defense. It's Anthony Davis does not really have an impact on the game nearly as often as he should. LeBron James has been hurt. The other role players that they brought in have been either inconsistent or not very good. Mm -hmm. There's a million reasons that this team is not playing well. It's not just Russell Westbrook is a bad fit. Well, it's funny because, you know, Tony mentions the game against Sacramento and says, well, the Lakers just look tired at the end. They were in triple overtime. LeBron played LeBron 50 minutes. LeBron played 50 minutes. Right. <laughs> AD played, you know, 49. Russ played. Carmelo off the bench played 43 minutes. Think about that for a second. How does a dude come off the bench play 43? And I mention all that to you, Raj, because it, it's not about how they performed in overtime. You're up 13 against the Sacramento Kings. You're up uh, double digits against most of these teams that you've either, even if you end up winning the game, you're up 19 against the Pistons and LeBron and AD and Russ all have to be in the game at the end because the lead is down to four. It's it's not, well, they ran out of get gas in the in, in the third overtime. You're right, they did. And I don't, you know, it was only a matter of time. If you're not going to win, eventually, yes, the young legs are going to continue to go and the older legs are, are going to stop. But it's, how about when you're playing in the first four quarters or you get down to the fourth quarter and you have a double-digit lead that you can't hold on to it? We hit on this a little bit earlier teams don't they're not afraid of the Lakers they think that okay hey we can go toe-to-toe against these guys and oh by the way even if the Lakers open up a double-digit lead there's no lock that the game is over I think that I'd be more concerned with than them getting tired in the third overtime I'm kind of mixing my my sports here a little bit but I was watching Monday Night Football last night and they were talking about Taylor uh, Heineke the quarterback for the, the football team and they're trying to figure out whether or not he's their quarterback of the future. And and they were asking the question of Ron Rivera and you know, what are you looking for in a franchise quarterback? And the response was, I need consistency. I need consistency of performance. I need to know what I'm going to get from him and really anybody on any given day. This is what this player gives me. And I'm going to get that almost every time. There there with with you know there's some variance in there but you're not going to be an A one night and a D the next and an A the next night and a C minus the next. You 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 can't give me that. And that's what the Lakers have done. Only they haven't given you a bunch of of A's along the way. There've been a couple, but they're wildly inconsistent in what they do to your point. Though the Knicks game they come out, they fall behind by 25 points before anybody had gotten their first sip of beer. Come all the way back. They come all the way back yep. and look pretty good doing it, and then they still end up losing the game. There's mm-hmm. been other games where in Detroit, they fall well behind, way behind, they come back and win. In Sacramento, they had a big lead, and they give it right back, and they end up losing. There's no consistency of performance with the Lakers. And, and, and what's so weird about it is mm-hmm. they have a team full of guys. And I'm kind of putting LeBron in a, in a, in a separate category because he's, he's different, and we all know what the differences are. We don't need to go over them. But it's not statistical consistency. It's impact on the game consistency. Anthony Davis's numbers are pretty much the same night after night with, you know, like I said, variance built in there. But his impact on the game, there's there's some nights where that's the best player in the league and there's no answer for him. And then there are many other nights where it's, did he just play don't tonight? Feel his presence. He's just like he wasn't ever even there. Don't feel his presence. Consistency, whether it's individually or whether it's team, that's what the Lakers need to find. They need to be able to find something that they can hang their hat on, whether it's shooting or defense or running or whatever it might be. But find something that you know you can bring to the gym every single night. And right now they don't have it. And there's no, you can't walk away at least to this point and say this is who the Lakers are yeah. if you define the Lakers today this is what it is and I don't think we have that one other point that Tony mentioned that I think is a fair point and, and this is 
you know, Braun taking those shots, those three-point shots that he's talking about at the end of games, you can have one of those games against the Pacers where Braun will hit those big shots and the Lakers will win in overtime against Indiana. And then, you know, as the as the season progresses and as he plays more games with Russ and Anthony Davis, I hope that's not the game plan. I mean, is that what – if you're a defense – That you're isn't say, a plan. You're right, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it, but if you're going to give the ball to Braun and say, hey, uh, can you win it for us right here – uh, first of all, you hope you're not in predicaments like that. But, man, if if you're a defense, I think you take your chances if you're Sabonis of the Pacers saying, LeBron's going to take a 28-footer over my hand. Go ahead. I, I guess I live with that. Yep. No, you can live with that all night long. He'll make it sometimes, but he's going to miss it more than he's going to make it. And you can, like you said, you can live with that and you move on to the next game. All right, Factor Cap is coming up next, and it's been going around a little bit lately. Is it okay to break up with somebody over text? That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. All right, Emily, what do we have today? (laughs) Welcome in, guys. Uh, So... I don't know if you guys saw, but there is going to be a HBO series about the 1980s Lakers. So you are excited for this series. Alan, is this Factor Cap? Oh, definitely excited. Fact on that. The only thing is, I feel like we've been hearing about this for... Trav, did we we start getting like leaks of this maybe a year ago or so? I feel like I've already watched the series. I, 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 <laughs> we got to get going here. I, I, I am excited about it. I really am. And um, do we have like an actual release date? I don't know if there's a release date, but it is a 100% fact for me. And and I believe this is the one that's based on Jeff Perlman's book. I think that's what, what this uh, yep, HBO the Showtime, series is. Yeah, yeah Magic, um, Kareem, Riley, let, and the Los Angeles Lakers of the 80s. Let me make this as clear as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. If you have any material on the 1980s Lakers, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I, I, you could produce it in your backyard, or it could be produced by HBO, who is great at doing stuff like this. I am here for all things 1980s Lakers. That other than the Dodgers, who I got on a little bit earlier, like in the late 70s when I was, you know, six, seven years old, and Russell Say, Garvey Lopes, Dusty Baker, Reggie Smith, Stevie, you're like that was the first team I remember really, really being invested in the winning and the losing. But right on their heels were the 80s Lakers, that when Magic showed up and they had Magic and Kareem and all those guys, and then you add James Worthy and you add all of the other pieces that went through that entire decade. And not only was it an incredible decade for winning basketball, the characters involved in those teams and the storylines and the rivalry with the Celtics and just the the – 
It's the 80s in Los Angeles with yeah. the Lakers, and we all know what that means, and I am here for every last minute of it. So, T-Raj, so just on top of that, that's not even my era, right? I started watching the Lakers when they stopped winning championships in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's my team. So I'm watching <laughs> Vlade and Eldon, and I, you know, I'm going through all these guys. And but Magic was my favorite player, so I, I'd go back anytime there was you know there's obviously great documentaries or great footage of Magic back in the '80s highlights, blah blah blah, all this stuff. Um, it, it's kind of fascinating because even though I didn't get to watch Magic in the '80s, I feel like I did. I feel like I was a part of it. So this was originally announced back in April 2019 that HBO was going to pilot this series, and we're still sitting here today. We're waiting. For it. I, I I can't wait. And part part of it is too, like you said, that this this predates you a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this with stories about the '80s Lakers make me feel like a teenager again. They make you feel like when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, 15. I, I, the other day when we talked about that yep. Chick Hearn call, yep. I remember watching that at a friend's house when I was in the I think it was the tenth grade. You were forty four. It would, but it just there are very very few things that make you feel like that all over again, and sports are one of the few things. I cannot wait. Let's go. The cast also looks fantastic, too. John C. Riley is going to play Jerry Bus. Right. Uh, Jerry Bus. It's, it's going to be great. Or Jerry West, sorry. Uh, all right. Up next, uh, Brian Kelly uh, sent a, an apology to his team over a text message. So, it's never okay to leave someone over text. Travis, so, is factor cap? I think it's cap. You know, and, and it's it's is it bad form? Absolutely. Is it rude? Yep. But what is he supposed to do? Right? That believe it or not. See, here's the thing. Notre Dame wants Brian Kelly out. The second he decides he doesn't want to be there anymore, they want him out of the building. Yeah. Get out of here. You don't work here anymore, right? You've decided you want to go work somewhere else. So, at that point, the way to communicate with your players is via text. Though the way to communicate with people, it might not be perfect, but this is the way that it has to be done now. I know he got in front of him and said, I love you and all that. No, you don't. You 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 love LSU's money. And, and I get it. It's $95 million. I'd love their money too. But just break off the text or the snap or whatever it is, I, Instagram, direct message, whatever it is that you use to communicate with large Facebook groups of people. Wink. Facebook wink. Thank you, Emily. Yes, that too. Um, and just it, 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 it sucks and it's rude and it's clumsy and it's, it's not good. But, yeah, it's okay because it's the only way you're going to get to those guys sometimes. I think uh, there's got to be a better strategy. I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of, hey, let me do this over a text. This is your squad. This is, this is school. You've been there for 12 years. Uh, a lot of these students are there. A lot of these um, college athletes are there because of you. No, that's uh, not so, true. All of them are there because of you. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right. And, you know, this is somebody who's sitting in a living room with a family and telling them, hey, I'm going to be here. This is what I'm going to do. And and this is part of the whole business part. I get it. If I'm if I'm Kelly, I'm going to grab $95 million, I'm going to the SEC, and I'm going to be at LSU, and I'm going to go try to figure out over there. I understand all that. But I think there's a better strategy to do it. Whether you're doing something where um, you're doing a Zoom call, you're doing something, you need something more intimate. A text I, message is not going to be the way to do I it. I couldn't agree that it's clumsy and awkward and, and awful. But the fact of the matter, what did we talk about with Lincoln Riley right after he went to SC? What was the very next thing we talked about? Ooh, this kid decommitted and that kid decommitted and this guy's coming with him. They don't want you back in the building. It's very hard to get, you know, football team. You got a hundred plus people. That's probably on the low end. When you include staffers and everything else, you're probably talking a couple hundred. Easy to get everybody to get there. There's no good way to do it because you you can't come back in here because you're going to start taking staplers and players and reams of paper and pens and strength coaches and everything else. You got to stay over there, buddy. Uh, Zoom. Just use Zoom. That's it. We're good. We're good. (laughs) 
All right. So I know we're all in the uh, Christmas buying season. And oh, yeah. I, I oh, tend, like crazy. It's yep. great. So I tend to, when I'm shopping, I have three sisters. And so, you know, what they buy, I might buy too. So you buy more gifts for yourself over Christmas than you do for other people. Alan, is this fact or cap? Uh, cap. I definitely, here's the thing. I'm all over the place. If I, it, it takes a long time for me to be like, all right, I, Al, you really need this. Like the shorts do have a hole in it, so <laughs> it might be a good idea within the next three to six months that you go buy some new shorts. So I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not one that uh, is spending a lot of time shopping. I mean, for the love of it, I mentioned to you guys, I'm the one on Christmas Eve where there's a connection at the mall. We're all looking at each other. We're all procrastinated together. So I'm I'm definitely buying for others, but I'm also just waiting till the very last second. I really, truly don't remember the last time I bought something for myself. I There, there are two things that when it comes to shopping, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the holiday season and, you, and my family, I've got birthdays in my family that are coming up. We've got anniversaries. There's a million things that happen between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. A million things. I knock it all out in a day or two, and if I can get it all done online, it's all getting done online. And I'm not, ooh, that jacket looks good. I'll throw that in for myself. It's not my deal. Very focused in getting it done. If I need something for my like, – like you said, Al, you know, these shorts have a hole in them. I, I should probably sometime in the next year or so get these things fixed or get a new pair. See, here's what it is. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll say – Susan, these shorts have a hole. The next day, there are six pairs of shorts, and she'll say, pick one, which one of these do you like? Ah, the blue ones look good. I'll take those. And so they just magically appear. I don't have to do it did for you, myself. Did you buy that Louis Vuitton jumpsuit that you're wearing right now or no? Somebody I else should buy get, it. If that thing wouldn't be $10 million, I should wear a Louis Vuitton jumpsuit just to, to work one day. You should How wear it to Rams games. <laughs> there you go. Do you have Rams game? How badass would that look? You're just wearing a full Louis Vuitton jumpsuit. You have sunglasses on while you're inside the press room. You're not talking to anybody. Hey, Trav, you're usually like a Dockers and a Travis Matthew golf shirt guy. You have a stroke or something? Like, why Why are you wearing Louis Vuitton today? I don't think that You went from the biker over. look to just the Louis Vuitton look. <laughs> it's just it's swaggy. It's swag. Yeah, absolutely. You guys got swag. No, I'm not I don't shop for myself, really hardly ever. All right, up next. There and last one. There is no better feeling than canceled plans. Travis is factor cap. I think this might be the factiest fact we've ever had in factor cap. There is I'll take me through it. What okay. why why is it so wonderful? Even if you have something that you're really looking forward to doing, right? There's something that it's not that it's not a chore. It's not people you don't like. It's people you really like to go do something you're very much looking forward to do. But if somebody calls and say, hey, listen, something's come up I can't make, you're like, yes. There's just something wonderful about not having to be committed to doing something. And especially if it happens at the last minute, it's just a, it's a wonderful, wonderful, warm, fuzzy feeling that I don't have to do something. All right, so I actually go cap on this one. And I only go cap because if it is something you wanted to do, if it is somewhere you wanted to go, if it is someone that you wanted to hang out with, if it is something that you were planning for, yeah, you'd prefer for it to stay. Now, But there is Not necessarily. The, the something going through that you wanted to have happen is not as good of a feeling as something that you didn't want to have happen that then gets canceled. Oh, you see for what sure. I'm saying? No, that's there? different. That that that's just a relief. But even the thing you want to do, it's like, well, now I got a free night, and and you you know you spend it drinking beer and watching Netflix. It's not like you did anything particularly exciting, but it's just it is 100 percent on your own terms, which there's nothing quite like that. I'm waiting for the time that you and I set up. So, hey, Trav, let's grab a lunch after uh, the show one of these days, and then. Um, you eventually are like, hey, sorry, something came up, you cancel it, and you're just 
pumping your fist as you're so, driving home. So here it is. If you ever get this text from me, you're going to know that it was like, yeah, that's a lie. Hey, guys, real sorry. Kid stuff. Can't make it next time. That it's the ultimate get out of jail free. It's like, because nobody said, oh, no, that's a lie. There's nothing wrong with your kids. Your kid doesn't need a ride. Hey, guys, something came up. Sorry. Kid stuff next time. I'm Every calling time. out your kids. <laughs> calling out your kids moving forward. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Number one seed, home team in the Super Bowl, best team the Rams have had in a while, too. They got to beat Jacksonville to save their season. How exactly did that happen? That's next. Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. We cracked the code, Al. It it was simply your presence at SoFi Stadium that has sent the Rams in a in a tailspin for the entire month of November. They haven't beaten first of all, and it, obviously these things can change as the season yeah. goes because records change. But they've beaten one team as we're getting ready for Week 13. They've beaten one team with a record better than 500, and that was Week Three of the season when they beat Tampa. It's a long time ago. Are you serious? It's a, long, it's a long time ago, and it, it's how they're playing too. You know, I, I, I think sure. if you – who would have thought here kind of coming into this game or coming into this weekend against Jacksonville where a lot of it's also going to depend on how do they look? Is this a close game in the fourth quarter? Uh, you know, obviously everybody expects them to beat Jacksonville, but these last three weeks I, I think tell a big part of the season so far for the Rams where – you got off to a 7-1 and one start, and everybody you know, was kind of mentioning, listen, you've had a favorable schedule. Remember they went through that stretch where um, the at-Seattle game, Russell Wilson got yep. injured. And it turns uh, out you, they stink. And they're awful. Yeah. The, the, the Giants, uh, obviously not a good team. You played Detroit. You played Houston. And then it was, okay, well, you got some really tough matchups coming up. Great. You set yourself up in a perfect position. You're 7-1 and one to start the season. Okay, if you're not, nobody's going to, nobody's expecting you to go beat the Tennessee Titans plus the San Francisco 49ers and Green Bay. Nobody's expecting you to go 3-0. But what you didn't expect is you're 0-3 in those three games. You got outplayed. You got outcoached. Stafford has, what, six turnovers in the last three games. With three pick sixes. And you never felt like they were in a position in the fourth quarter to actually grab one of those games. That's, that, that, I think, is the biggest point. They, they, they never felt like the Rams had a chance to win – any of those three games. The, the, the Rams have lost games before where they come down in the fourth quarter and it's, are they going to get the ball back last or not? Are they going to be able to stop, you know, whoever the other, Russell Wilson or not? They, they've, they've been in those. And while they're heartbreaking in the moment, they at least make some sense, right? Sure. That you're not going to run the table. But when you get smoked three weeks in a row the same way three weeks in a row, that brings up a whole other set of questions. And, and look, here's what's coming up. They've got Jacksonville. The Jacksonville game, this is how this has changed. The Jacksonville game was that game. If you're a Rams season ticket holder, these are the games you give to your neighbor. The, yep. the, the, the mailman, your UPS guy, that whoever it is that you run into and you talk sports with occasionally, and you're thinking, you know, do I really want to go to eight games this year? Maybe, you know, seven's probably enough. Here, here, you take the Jacksonville game. Go have a good time. Go go see Trevor Lawrence. You know, enjoy yourself because the Rams are going to steamroll them. The Rams are just playing for seeding at this point, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what this is on Sunday. What this is on Sunday is a very bad team that's coming into play. Jacksonville's two and nine, and they're not that good. Okay, Jacksonville has not scored more than twenty-one points this season. Do you hear what I said? They have not scored more than twenty-one yeah, so points. The offense is all a little season stagnant. long. Okay, they have given up thirty or more Jeez. five times. Okay, so they don't score and they give up a bunch of points. 
Trevor Lawrence is number one pick, and I'm not saying that he's a bust because time will tell, but it's not a great start. Nine touchdowns, ten interceptions. He's ranked near the bottom of the quarterback rankings in just about every meaningful statistic. He's struggling, as a rookie quarterback would. The Rams have to knock Jacksonville out. They need to look like the team that played against Houston, the team that played against the the Giants, the team that played against the Chicago Bears early in the season. I don't care that Jacksonville sucks. They do. Everybody knows that. You need to make it look like they suck again because if this thing got – I don't even want to talk about if they lose. I don't. I, I think they're 13.5-point favorites. They're not going to lose that game. Mm-hmm. I would like to throw in at this moment that they lost to the Jets last year who were 0-13 when they came in, so never say never. But – I don't think that they can lose the game. But if if this comes down and they win the game 21 to 17, 20 to 17, and it comes down to it's a dogfight at the end, I don't want to hear what's well, the NFL on any given Sunday. They need a palate cleanser. They need something to just go out there and smoke somebody and get back to feeling good for a week. That, that's the most important thing is just build some momentum. Yeah. And, and you know what? You, you might sit here and say, how the hell are they going to build some momentum against Jacksonville? Maybe Stafford has a game where he doesn't have a turnover. That can build you some momentum. Sure can. Maybe uh, you know you, you end up – it, it's a three-touchdown lead by the time you get into the fourth quarter. That can build some momentum. That could just make you feel a certain way. Because, by the way, the following week, you're at Arizona. Monday right? night football. So you, you still have – I, I think the, the lucky thing for the Rams, but I don't think this is – you know this is more from a just trying to get Ws. The lucky thing that they got in front of them is two of their next three games – it's Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona. So the Jacksonville-Seattle part where Seattle is obviously uh, just in a free fall themselves, you can you can put together two of the next three games. You can put together some wins. The bigger problem with the Rams is you're not beating good teams. If you're only depending on getting Ws because you're playing bad teams, that part is obviously a little worrisome. But they're in a position right now where a W is a W and they need it. They're desperate to have it. Yeah, I think you're right that – you're not going to play the Bears or the Lions in the playoffs. You're not going to get the Giants or the Texans or the Jacksonville Jags in the playoffs. I get it. I don't care. For one week, sure. I, I need to see Vaughn Miller destroy Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I need to see Aaron Donald get in that backfield and look like Aaron Donald. I need to see Matthew Cooper Stafford. Cup get another 12 catches and Absolutely. 160 yards. Well, sure. okay, so, so hold on. I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, Let's go to that right now. little bit of an Anthony Davis thing going on with him the last couple of weeks. Numbers look fine. He's catching the ball. He's racking up. He's had nearly 100 yards or over 100 yards, nearly double-digit receptions the last few games. But you talk about impact or lack of Feel his presence. Yeah. 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 And this goes back to Robert Woods, that Mm -hmm. when Robert Woods was here, things were clicking and looking pretty good, and Cooper Cup was on on practically an MVP trajectory. Since then, the numbers have been more or less the same without the touchdowns, but the impact is not there at all. But you said it a minute ago. At the end of the day, I need to see a zero in the INT column for Matthew Stafford. And I really need to see a zero in defensive touchdowns for the Jacksonville Jags. They need to play clean football. I don't care that they're a bad team. That that It almost doesn't matter at all. It can only go work against you if they're a bad team. If, yeah. you, if you knock them around, if the Rams, at the end of the day, well, I'm at Hollywood Park Casino with Kirk Morrison doing the Rams postgame mm-hmm. show, the Coors Light postgame show. And I say, all right, the Rams win tonight 42-10. to 10. I don't care that Jacksonville sucks. Mm-hmm. I care that the Rams scored 42 points. I care that Jacksonville wasn't able to move the ball. The Rams need that more than they need anything else right now. T-Raj, best team right now in the NFC. you got to pick one squad in the NFC, the best team. Tampa. And I don't love, really? my, and I don't love my pick. 
I think it's I think Tam- I'll go pack. I, it's not a bad choice. I, yeah. I just I think that the 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 Bucks have all of the little pieces that I think mm-hmm. you need to have a pretty good team. They've got Tom Brady as their quarterback. They're not going to panic. And you could say all these things about Green Bay as well. But I just if I got to pick somebody, I'm going to pick Tom Brady. By the way, um, neither of us mentioned Arizona. I think there's still a, a wild card with the Cardinals that we're still. I don't know. You got to, I guess, see them prove something in the playoffs. Take out a team like Tampa, or take out a team like the Rams or Green Bay. I'm going to need them to win a game that matters a yeah. lot. And, yeah. and once you see that, then it's a different story. But I've seen Tampa do it. I've seen Green Bay do it. I've seen the Rams do it. Yep. Until I see it from Arizona, I'm going to have my foot on the brake. And if I ask you the same question for the AFC, I'd probably have to sit here for 30 minutes to figure figure that one out. You want to know what's crazy? Not me. KC. Yeah. 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 That's how quickly that changed. Yeah. That they went from a, you know what, I think they're going to miss the playoffs to, yeah, they're probably the favorite in the AFC. What would that take, two weeks? Patriots won NFL. six in a row. Rookie if quarterback. You look, if you look at the A, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. That I'm not yeah. sold on them to, you know, go represent the AFC. If you look at the AFC West, kind of crazy how that's all shaken out. You got the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers all at six and five. And then a game behind uh, KC at 7-4. and four. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping vets in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. It's been nearly 48 hours, and I am still just borderline giddy that Lincoln Riley is the head coach at USC, and I think I've been able to put my finger on exactly why. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.